We got friend of the great Christopher Lake goes with us. By the way, where are we for your birthday this year? Let's take a look at the schedule. We're, we're usually, we, for whatever reason, we're usually on the road for yeah, Lake's birthday. We will get getting ready to play South Carolina, so we'll be in Columbia, and it'll be probably about 104. <laughs> it'll be hot. <laughs> uh, Christopher has been the, and of course he's a friend of the show, has been Georgia's baseball sports information director and the very best in the business since 1993. And, Lake, just four games in, starting a three-game series here. And, of course, you can follow Georgia baseball all season long here on the Superstations. It looks like we have got a really good team. Great start to the West Johnson era. Yeah, certainly uh, a lot of offensive firepower, one through nine. I think anybody that's in there every day is going to be able to hit it out of the yard. And so uh, it really puts a lot of pressure on the other team not to – have a lot of walks because, you know, the old adage about solo home runs are not going to get you beat. But Georgia's uh, had home runs from seven different guys so far this season. And I'm sure you talked about how Charlie Condon uh, joined that list uh, finally on Tuesday at, at Georgia State when he went deep a couple of times. So, uh, but, but the thing I like about uh, what I've seen so far is, is the team has stayed focused uh, throughout the game. And there's been pretty much all blowouts. Uh, but they're not giving up, you know, an A-B. They're, they're locked in. They're, they're able to take their walks. And uh, when you have a team with a lot of power, certainly as the season goes along and you face some better pitching, uh, you know, you're going to have some strikeouts. But that's that's what baseball is nowadays. You know, they, they want the power, and, and they live with the strikeouts. And, Lake, a big key for any team. So I always say nobody knows the Braves like Bill Shanks. And uh, as much as we love Georgia baseball, too, for any team out there, I think the most important thing this day and age is just keeping that pitching healthy. So we're, we're going to knock on wood. And unfortunately, we've had bad luck with that, with, with health with the pitching the last couple of years. And I've said – I don't know if this team has an Emerson Hancock or an Alex Wood type ace, but I do feel like there's some very good depth. And it's kind of like with Kirby next door. George's always going to be good in the secondary. That, that, that's Kirby's bread and butter and his forte. And with Wes Johnson, with, with pitching being his background, you feel like he's going to be able to piece together a good staff, even if there's not that ace at the top of the rotation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the early part of this season, before you get into conference, that's what he's trying to figure out right now. Rotation is going to stay the same this weekend. Uh, and then they're going to try, you know, obviously build up those guys, go from like 60 pitches maybe to 80 pitches this weekend. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, you want to get around the 100 pitch uh, count when you when you start to get ready for SEC play uh, in the middle of March. But uh, the bullpen guys, I, I think he's got an idea of of who the uh, you know the six seven top relievers are going to be. But at the same time, there might be not as big a gap between maybe who number eight through 12 is. And so now this part of the season, you want to give those guys a few looks, and so that when you get to conference play, you know who your guys are because really you don't want to use more than 10 or 11 guys, and you want to make sure that they. They all have success and are confident going into conference play. Uh, no, we say it so many times. Once you get into league play, you got to be done with tryouts. Mm-hmm. You, you have to know who your guys are. Now, one key piece to this, and like uh, Wes talked about this with Dave and I, I think after the game on Saturday last weekend against Asheville, is Chandler Marsh. He had a great freshman year, uh, had some ups and downs last year, uh, but he's just one of those guys who, who, who looks the part, and you feel like, right, he's a junior now. He's got a great arm. He's a great young man. Whether it's I'm going to be the setup guy, and I think about some of the guys we've had through the years like a Rip Warner or Dean Weaver, 
I'm going to be one of the weekend relievers, or I'm going to be that closer on the back end. And, and Wes said absolutely. Finding a role for him and having him be at his best, I think, is a big key for this pitching staff. Yeah, sure. And it's one of those things where, you know, people, traditionalists will say, well, who's the closer? Who's going to get those last three outs? But baseball has become more and more like more of a fireman. Mm-hmm. You know, when the game's on the line, if, if there's two it, men it cycles on, back. out. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, hey, who do we need right now to come in and shut this inning down and make sure they don't score? And so, you know, yeah, there might be a guy who has, you know, six or seven saves, but there might be a guy who has six or seven wins. If you think back, if you follow Georgia baseball, Jeffrey Carswell, you know, that guy had ten decisions. He had ten wins, but he was out there so many times. He had, you know, a handful of saves. But, you know, he was that guy that, you know, when the game was on the line, he was the one that was coming in. So so it's nice to have a guy like that. It's nice to have a guy like Josh Fields who could come in, you know, every time the game was on the line the eighth or ninth inning and know they weren't going to score. So, but yeah, Chandler Marsh, he's definitely one of those candidates to be that guy in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, but at the same time, you know, these guys, whatever their role is, they're going to have to be able to know, okay, I may have to go two innings or I may have to go three innings. And so, you know, you've got to be able to throw guys out there who know that just after they throw one inning, they're not finished for the day. You know, we may, they may need to go back out there to get one more out. And so that's a little different for guys, too. Uh, in terms of you know being able to get a big out and come back to the dugout and then you're not done you got to go back out there and you know, maybe for one out one batter two batters so I think that's what uh, the relievers uh, that he's also trying to figure out right now a guy like Brant Panzer you know who's had uh, experience doing that at Stanford and so that's a big thing for pitchers too it's one thing to be a starter know your routine know when you're going to pitch but if you're a reliever you know, you've got to be ready when your name's called. That's exactly right. Let's talk football for just a moment here, uh, looking ahead towards spring practice, which starts next week. I loved it, the Orange Bowl. We've been talking about the backfield a good bit this week to have Gunner pretty much play the entire second half. I thought he looked great uh, against Florida State. And I'm going to be anxious to get back. I hated that Branson Robinson missed last year, but he certainly uh, had his moments, especially in Los Angeles, sure. to help finish off TCU. What do you think about Gunner as the top backup and then Branson Robinson back in the backfield? Yeah, if again, if you're the backup quarterback uh, for Georgia or at any place for that matter, you know, you've got to be able to, to know that you're going to be ready when the time comes and so you know when you have an established starter like Carson Beck you know you got to figure out okay am I going to play today well you can't have that mindset you got to be I'm going to I'm going to be ready to play every day like when Jake Fromm came exactly exactly and so uh if if you follow Carson Beck's story you know he he said that you know he wasn't quite ready you know when he was that backup guy and it cost him and Stetson Bennett was ready and that's how Stetson ended up playing over Carson Beck so you know he had to grow up a little bit and know you know just because you're not the starter you got to prepare that you're a starter because you're one play away especially the quarterback position uh, and that's it's difficult because you know unlike the other spots on the field you know you're going to play several guys but generally you're not going to play more than one quarterback unless you know it's a blowout situation so uh, but but I think Gunner got some valuable experience last year, and uh, and certainly he's looking forward to uh, to you know being on another good team, and and hopefully Carson does what he does, and he gets to play out there uh, you know a lot if if Georgia's offense is clicking. So and then uh, and then at running back, I mean everybody talks about uh, Etienne coming in from Florida, and he's an established guy. But but you're right, the Robinson guys, you know they're. 
we haven't had like that feature back, you know, when we hit when Kirby first got here. And feature back, I mean feature backs when you had uh, Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. So, you know, most good programs, elite programs, have at least a couple of running backs, and you kind of tag team, and, and that way they stay fresh and, and, and they have tread on the tires, so right. to speak, when it's time to go to the NFL, whether it be after two years, three years, depending on how long they're here. All right, we got about 30 seconds. Everybody's talking facts. Right? You love the Minnesota Vikings. Is Kirk Cousins done? Who would you like to see the Vikings take? you got about 20 seconds. He's done, and I'll take anybody but Kirk. So <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Minnesota has peaked at what he can do. So they, they need a lot, but I'd like to see him get a new quarterback. All right, Lake, you're the best. Thank you, my friend.